Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, February 25th, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm always glad to be here. I always enjoy hearing your financial investment questions, talking to you. And of course, you know, giving me, giving you, you know, straight, honest answers as as best I can. And of course, I, my answers are going to always be unbiased. I, we never have a bias one way or another. I just just give you my opinion and the facts that I see. It's that simple. So you drive the show. It's your agenda. You 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 make it. So with your calls and your questions, we go wherever you want to go. As long as it's financial, I'm on board. Okay, so by now it should be obvious that at some point in your life, some point, you realize that you are responsible for your financial well-being. When you're young and you're not really thinking about things, you just spend what you earn. But, you know, as you get older and older and older, it becomes more and more important that you have some security in your life. I am going to suggest that the earlier you start, the better off you'll be. But you are in charge of your own finances. Even if you hire somebody like me, you're still in charge, not me. You guys, you decide what you want to do, and you just got to be very sure who you're trusting your financial well-being to. Now, with that said, Justin and I have always told you that the market is volatile, that it is the best place to be, and for long term, it is the best way to ensure your financial f- future. It really is. But it's unpredictable and volatile and you know chaotic sometimes. Look what happened today. Look how the big move up today. Was there a good reason for it? Now, we, of course, we said there. I even said yesterday, I think, that there will be a relief rally. Now, I'm not sure this is the only relief rally we're going to get, or even if them that we're done with our correction. I, I, Frankly, I'm doubting that at this point. But, because remember, I'm not so worried about this Russia thing. That, to me, is, you know, a temporary situation. It's more to do with inflation and the Fed. That That's where, I, you know, the market really is focused. Yeah, there could be this thing with Russia, and that could be a problem. And, yeah, I see it. I get it. But... That's not the, the market's long-term perspective is uh, what are the Fed going to do with interest rates and how are they going to succeed in trying to overcome inflation? It's going to be a very difficult thing to do. And the market knows that. It knows that. So that's why I say I'm not quite sure if the correction is over with because that, that hasn't changed. None of that has changed. 
So that's that's the opinion that I have. So give me a call. I want to talk to you. I want to answer any of your questions. I do enjoy answering questions and talking to you about the various parts of the market. So let's go ahead and get started. Our podcast will operate. We always operate under the same uh, mission statement, and that is independent thinking, shared success. You know that. That means that I and my team at uh, KPP Financial, we buy and sell the same things for ourselves. We do our clients. We're on the same side of the table as you. We always want to be, always have been, and we're always going to be. So call me right now during this live stream, 4 to 5 Pacific time, or you can leave a question anytime after hours at, invoice, at, the, invoice, at the Invest Talk Voice Bank. Either way, the number never changes, 888-99-CHART. So let's get right to the first listener line question. No, let's go right to a live call. Let's go to Robert in Pleasanton. Hi Robert. there, Steve. Hi. Hi. Hey, happy Friday to you. Thank you. So I noticed that Foot Locker stock took a big hit today, and um, just wondering your thoughts on this. I mean, it, the numbers all look pretty good. I, I, I think that. Uh, Do you know what cost it? The market. Yeah, I think that they their guidance maybe was indicating that things might uh, slow a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that would that would do because something like that. I think their earnings actually came in okay, but uh, obviously there's some concern going forward, but that stock really got slammed. Yeah, it's a cheap stock, too. It's underpriced. Foot Locker, Inc., everybody, symbol is FL, operates almost 3,000 mall-based athletic footwear Footwear apparel stores, stores in the U.S., Canada, Florida, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, they're going to make $6.41 next year. This year, they're going to make $7.77. So they're predicting a fall in earnings next year, a little bit rebound in the year after, six sixty-five. But it's at a $29 stock. That's only five times. That's only a five PE. And their low range is 4 to 21 so if not if it's not a disastrous report, or it's not a pro, uh, you know uh, uh, something that's going to be the future trend, and I'd have to read exactly what it was said, this this would be more of an opportunity developing to me to buy the stock. But I would you definitely got to wait till it stops falling, and you want to see some sideways movement for a week or two before you jump in it. Do you want to buy it or do you own it? Yeah, I'm just looking to buy it. Like I said, I just noticed okay. today the big drop, and then it, look, it looks like they pay a nice dividend. Yeah, they do, 4.1%. Uh, and that, and the financials look strong. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's a strong company. It's not like they're in trouble anyway. So I'm not sure why it took such a deep hit. But you want to make sure it settles down before you take put your toe in the water here, okay? All right. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate the call. My focus point today is based on the story behind the question, how should investors manage risks like, a Euro, like the Ukraine war? Now, you can't avoid risks, right? We know you're going to have risks. When you're in the stock market, there are risks. But there are certain things you can't even, you can't really uh, plan against. You, they're called black swan events. And I don't know if I would call this a black swan event because we had plenty of warning that something was going to happen. Right. 
I mean, weeks, weeks of warning that Russia was building troops and everybody said there's going to be. And so I just don't think, I don't know. I don't think it fits the definition of a black swan event. But how would you plan? You know, how do you handle this stuff when it happens? Okay, there'll be no quick trivia question today. Usually I have a trivia question because Friday I always go through parts of the KPP premium newsletter. So this will come up next at the halfway point of the program, okay? So 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. We had some inflation numbers out today. I want to talk about that. Um, I want to talk about uh, states punishing banks for restricting business with oil companies or oil producers. That, I think this is an interesting, uh, interesting tidbit that we need to talk about. Okay, the market was up. Dow was up big, 835 points. The NASDAQ, 221 points, and the S&P, 112. So that's a pretty big reversal rally from a week. week. But it was up a little bit yesterday, too. I, I just know it wasn't. I don't know if it was up or down, but I think it was up a little bit yesterday as well. After being almost two weeks of being down. So I, it looks like a relief rally there to me today was a relief rally. And whether it has legs, we will know that on Monday. It's pretty unusual to have a relief rally on a Friday. Because especially when there's turmoil that we have in Russia, I think it says something about this Russian-Ukraine thing that the market kind of rallied today. Because over the weekend, anything can happen there, Right. Now, of course, you know, there was talk of their Putin wants to have open up discussions with the president of Ukraine. And I, I, I don't I don't believe anything coming out of Putin's mouth. Anybody who does hasn't been paying attention to what he does over time. As he, he, he if the, the, the truth has trouble finding anywhere any any anywhere in his language, the truth has trouble being there. It's just not something that you can rely on with him. You can't. He lies all the time. So I'm surprised the market rallied. Dustin and I are grateful for the podcast support, everybody. We're at forty million and we do really appreciate that. Uh, you can. There are other ways to listen to us too. Um, we have other outlets of different information. You can go to Invest Talk. Uh, uh, the YouTube channel that we have and an Instagram channel or Instagram following. Uh, so we're building out more content in both those platforms. So go to the YouTube or Instagram and, you know, search Invest Talk. Remember, you got to use two T's. And we would appreciate you to tell your friends about us. And now the phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. got a portfolio to grow and protect so get your finance and investment questions together and call steve peasley and justin klein they're ready with their unbiased answers invest talk 888-99-CHART 888-992-4278 let's go talk to carl on oceanside hi carl oh hello on market watch they mentioned os TK and I looked at the chart. It came down and it seems to go. It seems to make it turn around to go a little bit higher. I'm wondering is it still overpriced? 
Okay, let's take a look. This is uh, overstock.com he's talking about. And it looks like they're trying to find a bottom about $30, uh, $38 a share, and today it's 53 So it hit 38 a month or so ago, then hit 38 again like four days ago, and bounced to 53 So it could be approaching the bottom. Let's take a look. You want to know if it's overpriced. Offers a variety of closeout, discount brand names, and non-brand name consumer items via Overstock.com. Okay, uh, they're going to make $2.37 this year after making $3.57 last year. Next year, $2.81, and it's a $53 stock. So still uh, almost a 20 PE, 18, 19 PE. And that's, you know, it's low. Is, uh, the lowest it's ever been is 10. The highest has been is 612. So um, it probably still is a little overpriced. Uh, the return equity is very good at 31%. Cash flow is very strong. They don't pay a dividend. Uh, mutual funds are sta- stable. They're not buying or selling in the last year. They're saying almost the same amount owns the stock as they did a year ago. And, um, you know, 56% of the stock is owned by the mutual funds. So over half. Um, I still think it's overpriced in answer to your question, Carl. Uh, I don't think it's nearly as overpriced as it was when it was 100 but it's still overpriced. But it also could be, the this might be the best price you're going to get for a while. So, you got, you know, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't buy it for myself. I just don't, I'm not comfortable with this particular stock. Thank you for the call, Carl. Bill, Bill in Los Angeles. Hi, Bill. Hey, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Um, Thank you. Love the show. Yeah. Um, I had a question about RMDs. Uh, uh-huh. I have an inherited IRA, and I was just wondering, is there a, a best time to take that, and uh, what kind of things should I take into consideration when uh, kind of timing that? Okay. He's talking about a required minimum distribution, and you inherited a, an IRA. That's right. Yep. Okay. So the required minimum distribution doesn't apply to you on the inherited IRA unless you're over 70, are you? No, no, I'm not over 70, but I, um, my uh, father passed away, and I guess the way the it was set up is mm-hmm. I have to take it. It's based on his wife, so she is over 70, so I have to, I sort of have to follow the rules based on his wife. At least that's what I was told. I don't know if that's true. Getting, that area, uh, getting into an area that I'm not an expert in, but as an inherited IRA, there is rules that you have to take that money over like a, a period of time, like five years once you inherit it, even if you're not old. So I'm not sure that has anything to do with the age of your dad or your mom or, you know, if it's your, your, your dad's wife uh, you need to talk to a cpa about that because there's rules that you really want to be sure about okay so please do that i'm, I'm just not an expert in that area okay we have good news for our stock and best stock listeners you can enjoy us unbiasedly give us a call 888-99-CHART Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are ready to answer your finance and investment questions. Call Invest Talk 888 99 Chart. 
888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. Um, I just got reprimanded by saying 40 million when it's that 39 million downloads, people. So it's at 39 million. I thought I could average up, but apparently I'm not supposed to. So we would really love your help in getting up to 40 million. So please tell your friends and family members about our podcast downloads. Would appreciate it. Um, my focus point today, based on the story behind how should investors manage risk when you have something like the Ukraine war happen? Now, if something like this happens, there's ways that you can react to it. Some people try to guess what the result will be and, and position their portfolio for the outcome. I don't like that way. Some people, once it happens, try to protect their portfolio by doing, you know, cutting back, going defensive, whatever. I don't like that method either. <laughs> Some people decide they just need to hold tight. I kind of like that method. That's the type of method I like because you're, you're going to react to something. You're going to make a mistake. You don't know how it's going to turn out, so you can't. You can guess, but that's a guess. But if you bought good, solid companies, no matter what happens, you know that they will come back. How long they'll come back may take time. I don't know. But you should have been buying solid companies anyways. And and then trying to protect afterwards, you've already, you know, this has already happened. Too late. Forget about that. Even if it keeps going down, forget about it. You're too late. You'll, you'll, you, what you'll do is you'll go to protection mode just at the time that the market turns around. Look what happened today. Now, the other way to look at it, which I'm okay with, is take a look at the valuations of your holdings after this fall and decide, okay, am I fine? Are the valuations still good? Has this event, whatever event this is, and this happens to be the Russian thing, does this change the fundamentals of my 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 uh, companies that I own. And maybe it does if you own some Russian companies, right? Or Ukrainian companies. Maybe it does. And maybe you should look at it. So I'm, I'm quasi-okay with that part. But I think just holding tight is the best technique. You know we've been talking about, Justin and I have been talking about for months, the types of stocks you should be owning. And it always were value stocks, uh, commodity-type stocks. You know, have some gold positions. And those have done well. I mean, not great, but much better than the overall market. So, you know, you should already be there, you know, in a situation where you can just ride through whatever where you're gonna whatever we're facing. Okay? That's what I think, and I'm pretty sure well that's what I'm doing too. Now um, on Fridays, you know this, I, I usually get, run a, a, a quick list of the basic benchmark numbers that we have. The two-year Treasury yield is at 1.598%, and it was 1.4 last week, and nine weeks ago, it was at 0.64. So the two-year Treasury is still moving up. The 10-year Treasury, 1.93. Last week, it was 1.91. Five weeks ago, it was 1.72. So what you're seeing is the two-year moving up and the 10-year moving up a little bit, but being a little bit more steady. Therefore, the yield spread is squeezing. That's 
That's something we have to pay attention to. Really do. Gold. Gold, uh, uh, 1885 per ounce. Last week it was 1896. Three weeks ago it was 1806. Silver, 2394. Last week it was 2397, three cents down. Oil, $90.94. It broke 100 for a very short period of time this week. Last week it was 91.60, but you know, 11 weeks ago, $66 a barrel. So oil is pretty high. The NASA average for a gallon of gasoline, 357. It was 352 last week. California, 479. It was 472 last week. Going up. So going to Ohio, it's only 333. Okay, let's slip in another InvestTalk voice bank question, if we can. Hey, gentlemen. Hey, I'm looking at taking a small position in BlackBerry, symbol BB, purely as a mid- to long-term speculative play. I've been watching it fall for a while. I'm not sure what a decent entry point might be, if any. What's your opinion? Thanks a lot. Okay. BB is BlackBerry Limited. Remember the BlackBerry phone? Okay, they've hit hard times since that two decades ago, decade and a half. Canadian company operates as a security software and services company these days in securing the enterprise of things. So they've changed their whole business model. They're selling for $6.72. They're losing money this year. They'll lose money next year. I would not buy this with monopoly money. I would not buy it. Do not. I'd stay away from it. Their sales are going down. They're not going to make profits anymore this year or next. You know, why, why do you want to own this company? There's no, no, there's no reason to own the company. I think it's overpriced at $6.72. Well, the Friday show is moving pretty fast. I will share the highlights from the KPP Premium Newsletter in a few minutes. 888-99-CHART is our number. Just wondering what your thoughts are on all the Robinhood trading and the the Red Hat boards. Got a question for Steve or Justin? Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you? want to use it. Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture. I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. 
You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Yeah, I'm looking to add a water company to my portfolio. York Water is symbol Y-O-R-W. I'm also looking at Essential Utilities, symbol W-T-R-U. Both seem to have uh, PEs in the 30s and obviously a high debt load being a utility with large capital expenditures. But I was wondering if you'd recommend either of those two. This is Mike from Indiana. Thank you. Okay, this is York Water Company. We'll look at that one. Y-O-R-W, Y-O-R-W. They're out of York, Pennsylvania. Engaged in a purification and distribution of water uh, to 72,681 customers in York and Adams counties in Pennsylvania. It's a very small company, $574 million market cap. They make money and have made money for years, so they're going to make $1.28 this year. Well, actually, that would be last year, $1.28. They haven't got those numbers yet. It's still an estimate. And $1.33 next year, but it's a $43 stock. It's way, way, way too expensive. The only way you'd really want to own it is because it's very attractive as a dividend payer, but it only pays 1.8%. It's too small of a utility for me. I mean, I like the purification water business, but it's way too expensive, way, way, way too expensive. Okay, turn equity is twelve percent. They have some debt. Their sell, their growth is in the low single digit sales growth for two years and every quarter for two years. So it's just not attractive. I would not, I would not buy this stock. Y O R W. The KPP premium newsletter, premium newsletter was finished today, as I do it every Friday. And it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow morning. Uh, in the market conditions sections, I explained that the gorilla in the room affecting stock prices this week was, of course, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Though the market jumped around as investors absorbed the news, the fall in prices was milder than I expected. With regard to affecting stocks, I doubt this issue will last very long. More important to investors is the direction of interest rates and surging inflation. All the indexes have fallen 10% or more, and the Nasdaq is off by 20%. We are clearly in a correction territory. It has taken almost two months to achieve this drop. It may not be done, but it certainly looks like a buying opportunity is developing. No one can really know where the bottom of the market will be during a correction or a bear market. But once we get to about 10% or more... It's time to consider buying, not selling. We see no recession in 2022, even with an environment of rising interest rates, as long as the Fed 
takes it very slow, and it's tightening. Stock prices should moderate, and a relief rally will occur. Now, remember, I'm writing this early morning. <laughs> this morning, I didn't think it happened today, but, you know, but that's what I was writing. Um, stay with the defensive stance we have been uh, recommending for some time. Value stocks, even after their recent rally, are a place to focus. The correction should be used to move into those kinds of stocks. So that was the first section. Under the portfolio management section, with market volatility whipping investors' emotions every which way, it's important to refocus on the fundamentals of the company, the companies you own. Okay, the fundamentals will ultimately ultimately play out in the price of the stocks you possess, which is why you always concentrate on companies with strong businesses and reasonable valuations. And so... The simple analysts will, you know, you can very, you don't have to like make it rocket science, people. You don't. So you need to look. You can even look at it this way: when beginning your research, understand how the company makes money, and what factors can affect its ability to make money. What are the factors? Okay, that may, is it. Is this a leading company in its industry? Is it a? It has. Did it invent something that no one else has? Does it have just a really good business model? As it does have a great brand, and that's what will drive future sales. These are just basic things you need to know about the company. Okay, so you don't have to be. You can start there as far as analyzing the companies you want to own. It really is that simple. And this, and of course, in the, and I, I give details in the uh, newsletter, so you can read. Um, you know, if you get it, you can read the details. Um, in the stock ideas section, a leading manufacturer of medium and heavy duty trucks was one of the stock ideas. Earnings per share, two thousand twenty two, are expected to increase thirty one percent to six dollars and ninety five cents per share. With those expectations, the stock is trading at thirteen point two p forward P E ratio. Not too bad when the five-year range is 8 to 26. Also, a company that is integrated producer of copper and other min minerals. It operates a mining, smelting, and refining facilities in Peru and Mexico. Top-line growth last year exploded as demand for copper expanded when the pandemic started. The stock is currently tracking at a good value relative to its historical averages while also paying a dividend yielding 6%. Pretty, pretty nice stocks, huh? At least to put on your watch list, I think. So, finally, consumer watch section. Fraud and social media set a record in 2021. Over 770 million in losses from across various social media platforms was reported by an excess of 95,000 people. That's a lot. Okay, 25% uh, of all fraud is in social media, was reported last year. All fraud, 25% is social media. Okay, so be careful of your social media platforms. It's a very low-cost way for the fraudsters to reach millions of people. Okay, so there's always good value in the value, inf valuable information in the KPP Premium Newsletter. I think there is because I put it in there. It's valuable information. It helps me always, by the way. I like doing it because I get to focus on the week and what happened this week and 
kind of helps me understand what's going on for the future. I think you can use it in the same way. So you can go to investtalk.com and subscribe if you're interested. You get it every Saturday. comes out once a week. Okay? 888-99-CHART. Okay, the PCE number came out for January. PCE, this is the inflation number that the Fed likes best. It likes it better than the PPI and the CPI, producer price index and consumer price index. The PCE number is what they focus on. And it, what do you think it was today? It was up. <laughs> up six-tenths of one percent. That means the PCE inflation rate is 6.1%. That's less than the CPI number, which is 7.13, over 7%. Okay, so also real income, real income shrank five-tenths of a percent. That means the top line income rose. They're starting to report real income and real spending Instead of just the top number, uh, what, what spending and income was. Because if, when it real means they've taken in consideration inflation. They're reducing the number by the inflation rate. So uh, real spending was 1.5%, but their normal way to report it would have added that six-tenths of 1% PCE number. It would have been 2.1% real spending. So be careful what you read these numbers. you got to understand how they're reporting things. And this is a change. I mean, I've seen this done before, and it kind of it's confusing. They shouldn't really do it, or at least they should explain it better when they report it. So those were some numbers out. Here comes another InvestTalk voice bank question from 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. I have a question about the Fed I have about $25,000 saved up in my employer's Roth 401k plan, but plan on leaving the company soon. I have two ideas. One is to obviously roll it over into a new employer's 401k plan when I find my new job, or roll it over into a Roth IRA and uh, manage it on my own. I'm leaning towards the Roth IRA because I will have more investment options, and I'm 26 and tend to be a passive investor. Which do you think is a better choice? I have some basic knowledge, and I find ETF investing suits me uh, suits me best. Also, if I have twenty five thousand in my Roth four hundred one k plan, and I want to switch it over into a Roth IRA or transfer it over into a Roth IRA, and it has a six thousand dollar contribution limit per year, can I only move six thousand dollars from the twenty five thousand dollars per year, or can I do it in a lump sum? I uh, love the show and look forward to the answer. Thank you very much. Okay, I like rolling it into the Roth IRA better, and you can roll the whole thing at one time. Because it, it's not like you're contributing new money. You're not. It's old money. It's already in a Roth. It's just a Roth 401k. Also, when you go to a new employer, not all employers have available Roth 401ks. Many of them, most of them don't. So, you know, I think your much better option is to roll it over into a Roth IRA and do it at a discount brokerage firm so you don't have to pay, you know, commissions when you buy stuff. And if you're a buy and holder, that's great. I think that works up. I think that works best for most people. Okay. So uh, if you want to contribute more money into your Roth IRA, IRA, you are subject to that limit. 
But when you first roll over from one Roth to another, even if it's a 401k to regular, you just can roll the whole thing over. Okay? Good questions, though. Good question. I bet you a lot of people don't know those answers, so I appreciate you asking that question. Okay? Um, well, it is February. We're really late in February. It's February 25th. So, what is it, one trading day left, and that's Monday? So I think it's worth a minute or two to talk about the KPP Financial and what Justin and I can do to help people, help you, and to let you know how we operate. Now, you know we operate on what we call, we, we, we participate in what we call parallel investing, meaning we buy the same things for our clients as we do for ourselves. Same price, same percentages in all the five programs that we have. And these, we have five programs going from very non-risky to pretty darn risky. Depends on what you want and what risk tolerance you're comfortable with, and we'll explain them all. Now, you don't have to become a client for us to take a look at your portfolio. We can, we will look at it for free and tell you what we think about it, and we're not going to badmouth your portfolio. We're not going to say, oh, it's a terrible portfolio, unless it really is, just because we want you as a client. We will give you our honest opinion as to, well, it's a pretty risky portfolio and you don't want to take risks or you should be taking more risk and your portfolio is very non-risky or you're, you have way too much of one thing or what we'll tell you that. Or I just told somebody today, I think your portfolio is pretty well balanced. I think you just leave it alone. You know, I've done that. I did that today for somebody. So don't think it, you know, we're not there just to criticize your portfolio, but we will critique it to help you. We will. We'll do it for free. We don't care. It's okay. You can take advantage of our free analysis of your portfolio if you want to. Just go to investtalk.com, send me an email, and we'll take a look. Okay? This is Invest Talk. Justin and I thank you for downloading our podcast and telling your friends about us. We will play another caller question here. What happened to my computer? Just went now. We'll play another caller question, though, in about 30 seconds. So hang on, everybody. The Invest Talk Voice Bank never closes, so your questions are always welcome. As a newer investor, my question concerns positions. You have the right to remain silent, but why would you when anything you ask will be used to help you create your financial freedom? I think it'll probably go higher. And so I would keep a tight stop on it. So don't forget to call Invest Talk 888 99Chart. Hey, Stephen Justin, love the show. I uh, had a quick question for you on the uranium. I've heard you talking about it. I completely agree with the uh, potential for nuclear energy being seen as a as a green energy. You know, that uranium's got some upside. So I purchased U-R-O-Y back when it was its other ticker symbol previously and uh, was about 225. I have about 2,900 shares of it. At one point, it was up 125%. Now it's only up about 23%. But wondered if it was a strong hold for for long term and continue to buy when it has some volatile days at such a low price or if you feel some of the other uranium stocks like urnm are a better purchase for me i uh, appreciate it and i'll listen online thanks well the uroy uranium royalty corporation is a canadian-based company managed portfolio of uranium royalty and focus on uranium prices and other uranium interests is very new it doesn't make money. It's very tiny. I, I, I would, I would, I would, I wouldn't own it at all. But I, I would definitely 
look around for some other uh, choice. You don't have to, you know, if you don't want to put all your eggs in one one uranium basket. There's some really good other uranium stocks out there, and I would, if you're going to have that position, I'd pass around. But don't overweight in any one position. Don't overweight in anything, okay? But I we do like the play, a clean energy play, actually. Um, once people get over the fact that it's uranium and we're talking about a nuclear power plant, people have some, un, it's un, I just, I don't understand people's thinking about them when they think it's so dangerous when it's been extremely safe for the last 50, 30, 40 years in the United States. And, you know, that was old technology. New technology is even safer. So, I understand people are very nervous about it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue. So get your questions in. 888 99Chart. You are listening to Invest Talk. We've seen the markets go up, then down, sideways, and around. It's called volatility. And if you're a serious investor, you'll have finance and investment questions for Steve Beasley. He's here now taking your calls live. Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Hi, uh, this is Matthew from uh, Kansas City, Missouri. I want to have your opinion on uh, adding small and medium cap to the SP 500. Since the S&P 500 is only large cap, I'm thinking to add some mid cap and small cap. Is it a good idea or S&P 500 is enough to cover the United States stocks? Thank you so much. Well, it is because it's 500 companies, the 500 largest, as you pointed out. But I do like adding the mid cap and small cap value part of the market at this stage. So, yeah, I, I have no problem with the adding small and mid-cap value stocks because the S&P 500 is big-cap value and growth stocks. It's both. So, and, and you know, I do think you need to participate in mid, small and mid parts of the market. I think it's healthy to do so. So the answer is yes, I would do that. Okay. Anyways, um, Texas passed a law because, of course, you know, Texas is pro-oil, right, pro-drilling. It passed a law against uh, companies, banks in particular, restricting doing business with oil companies. Now, why did they have to do that? Because various big banks have announced that they were going to restrict doing business with oil companies. So the Texas Government decided that that's not a proper thing for banks to be deciding, and now is saying no. If you're going to do business in their state in Texas, you got to treat everybody equally. You can't just exclude a certain industry. Now, of course, it's Texas, and they're big in oil. But what's interesting is other con- other states are thinking about adopting the same rules. So that's that's a pushback. It's, everything has been. Pro right, pro uh, uh, environmentally, you know, 
No, oil is evil. Uh, natural gas is evil. Those things are evil. They produce, per, pollute the uh, environment. Well, that's fine and good until you try to live without oil and natural gas. Try to live without it. Go ahead. Yeah. Not in a modern society. We need the energy. You know, I, I know we all want clean energy. I get it. I understand that. That's why I'm, I'm pro-uranium and nuclear power plants. <laughs> right? But, but um, I, I just think that, you know, we need to be more reasonable in our approach. That's all. Uh, I, I, you know, I have no problem with going all electric cars. I have no problem with that. But they got to be up to snuff. It looks like they're going to be that way to me. But I don't think you should penalize other industries. You should let the market decide those things. I'm a pro-market guy. Anyways, this is Friday, everybody. We'll know over the weekend what Russia plans to do with Ukraine, but I really don't think it's going to affect the market. What's more important to the market, I think, is continuing inflation problems. The more inflation grows... The more the Fed's going to turn this focus on inflation to kind of cut it down. How does it do that? Raising interest rates, tightening money supply, which they said they're going to do. But they can tighten it more if they want to. And that that effort could throw us into recession. I don't see it yet. I'm not predicting a recession yet. If they stick with their what they said they're going to do, three or four quarter point rises, and the first one will be coming in March, trust me, it will, I think that that is okay. Remember, if they did four, it only brings up the Fed fund rate up to 1%. It's not a lot. It's not going to destroy the economy. It's not. Therefore, it's not going to destroy earnings for corporations. Everything will be fine. Try to stay relaxed. But if inflation continues to be growing, it is going to be a problem. It will become a problem. I don't think it will. I don't. I think we're seeing the top, but no one really knows. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free download podcasts. You can get yours anytime you want at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, number three. Please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes if you do download it from iTunes. Your positive ratings helps you know, raises our profile. We, we really want to do raise our profile. But you can raise us any way you want to. You can. Okay. Independent thinking, share success. This is the best talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 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 888-99-C